All right, we are back. It's been a while. It's been about three weeks, almost a month without any podcasts. There are some good excuses for it, but uh, there, there really are never any good reasons to, re- <laughs> to really explain it. But the short of it is we were trying to do the multiple person podcast, which is the ultimate goal, two or three people having me having um, one or two other guests. But the issue was, is that we record through Zoom. So Zoom was having, you know, stutter issues and the latency was crazy. We're talking, you know, Shane would respond to me and it would be like 15 seconds before he would hear it. And so we'd run all over each other. It wouldn't really work out. So that's the short end of it was waiting to get it all figured out. And we think we found a solution. I talked to some of my friends that have podcasts and we think that there is a a good solution, but working things out, we're getting it all back together so that this won't be the, the, Final format, as I've always said, I, d- I didn't want it to be just myself on it. I wanted to have um, other guests and other people that I could talk to, interview, have questions for, and all that good stuff. Um, but enough with all that. If you have not listened to this podcast before, my name is Jack. I record these every Wednesday for the most part. Like I said, I missed the last three weeks and it is uploaded to Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. So if you search Idols to Rivals, you will find the podcast. And the last, I don't know, 30 episodes ago or so, um, we're put up on YouTube. So if you look up on YouTube, Idols to Rivals, you can go back and see the video version of it. We also will be bringing that back as well. Again, we're, we're looking through different services to see what is the best quality, what's the best, you know, video, audio, all that good stuff that where we can have people from all over the country, all different States, you know, friends and things like that, or people I want to interview on the podcast as well as have that visual aspect of it on the YouTube channel. So if you want to look up some of the old episodes back in the day, um, just search idols to rivals and it'll pop up, but it feels good to be back. Um, it's taken a little while to kind of get things straight again. We just want to work on the back end stuff, but it's been a crazy, crazy couple of weeks. Um, as you know, most recent event culture wise was the, uh, was Will Smith going up and slapping the shit out of Chris rock. I'm a little 50-50 on it. I don't know if it was staged or real. I think it was probably real is what I'm leaning towards. The only thing that kind of makes me think that it may have been staged was just that the Oscars, you know, I saw a tweet that was like, I wouldn't even have known the Oscars were on if Will Smith didn't assault Chris Rock or something along those lines. And so that's what kind of makes me a little hesitant to know if it's staged, especially because, you know, they're all actors and comedians and things like that. So you know, everyone's saying he was actually pissed off. You wouldn't really know. I mean, maybe Will Smith isn't the greatest actor of all time, but I think it was real. I think it was something that the Oscars loved. I know people are talking about how the Academy's gonna be upset. They they love that shit. Nobody cares about reputation. Nobody cares about the prestige of this. Whenever you're you're losing dollars and whenever views are going down and ratings are going down, they'll take anything they can get. So if that wasn't staged, that's incredible for them. If it was staged, you know, maybe even more kudos, but uh, absolutely wild. I think that's crazy that, you know, I don't know much about alopecia. I'm sure it's, you know, never fun to have any sort of disease or, or anything like that. But um, my opinion went a little too far, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't think we're we're normalizing assault or what a bunch of people are freaking out about. I don't think it's anything like that. You know, I kind of respect him for standing up. If he was really pissed off, I kind of respect that move. I don't think this is some like burn his house down situation. It was a, it was a slap, you know, the ultimate sign of disrespect, a bald fist would have been, you know, more of like, let's fight, but that was just straight up disrespect. So I, I, I don't think either side here wins. I don't think there's any, you know, pitchforks and burn houses down. I think that's that's a little bit excessive. But, you know, it was a weird situation. It was weird to watch. I thought I was watching a highlight on Twitter from years ago. I didn't realize it was happening in real time. So that was kind of weird. And it's funny because, you know, the whole world's talking about it. Everyone mm-hmm. is is involved. And, again, that's why it makes me think that 
maybe there were higher higher hands, no pun intended, you know, orchestrating this, but you never know. If it was, they really got people talking. I don't think anyone's watched the Oscars in, you know, 20 years, and at least not that anybody cares about. I didn't even know who was nominated. I didn't know what movies there were. I don't think many people watch cable TV anymore just to begin with. And so seeing commercials that way, seeing the actual programming that way, I don't think is, is a popular, you know, if they streamed it on YouTube, I think they, they, it would kill. I think if they streamed it on Twitch, anything like that, that it would, it would do a lot better. But I, I believe networks like that are holding out. And I don't know why, you know, it's just the old way. It's the right way, whatever they're believing, but they could make a, a lot more of an impact if they were, more adaptable to how these platforms are going, but super weird situation. Uh, haven't had an event like that in a while where literally everyone's talking about it and it's not, you know, some crazy war or pandemic or anything like that. So interesting. I feel like we're getting a little bit back to normalcy when we're talking about two celebrities kind of bitching at each other. So interesting, interesting events. Um, other news, sports news. We got the final four coming up next week. Been watching it. March madness is the only time I ever really watch basketball in general, not just college basketball. I really got into it my freshman year at college. I never really cared. And then a couple of my uh, fraternity brothers put it on and it was the uh, it was the Villanova UNC back to back to back three pointers. And Villanova ended up winning. I wanted UNC to win. UNC is who I'm rooting for for all of this. In general, they're normally my favorite basketball and lacrosse team. So rooting for UNC, but it was, you know, Villanova splashes a three, UNC splashes a three, and then Villanova splashes a three to win it. That's when I really was like, okay, March Madness is is the way to go. And so really my only time, I'm not a big NBA fan, really only time to check in. If, if you haven't got into it, it, it's fun filling out a bracket this year. Mine got torched from, from round one, as I'm sure a lot of people's did with uh, St. Pete knocking out Kentucky round one, but it's fun. It's a good time. It's, it's good to get into another sport and uh, sports are kind of dead right now. I know baseball is coming up and um, with all the lockout stuff and then the M- uh, MLB, the NHL is, is about to have playoff season. So I'm hoping or playoff time. I'm hoping that the Panthers do well. I would love for them to win Stanley Cup and absolutely just burn the city to the ground. It'd be great as the number one Panthers fan in the country. That's what uh, that's what I'm rooting for. But in kind of other news, and this is a little off topic, I'd say, but something that I'm going to incorporate just because it's genuinely what I'm currently working on, bettering my craft, working on, if you, if you know me, if you've ever spent any time with me, this is kind of the route I want to go career-wise. But if you're not into watches, you can skip forward onto the next uh, subject. We'll get into a little bit more serious conversation about that. Um, and it'll make a little bit more sense here when we get into it. But everyone just announced, not everyone, but most of the people just announced new watches. And we just would love everybody's opinion on Instagram, Twitter about the uh, the left-handed GMT Master 2 with the, uh, the green bezel. I heard it referred to as Destro, which I think would be the most incredible name ever. But having the backwards hand, having the backwards um, Cyclops on there. It's, it's weird. I don't know why they did it. I've heard a lot of people say it's Rolex trying to have fun, trying to take a crack at it. But with that watch, I don't know if that was the way to do it. I'd love it to be a, a left-handed watch. That way, people that wear the watch on that side, dare I say the normal side, can, uh, can rock it. But I have a lot of people, I have a lot of feelings that people are going to start rocking it on that side just so they can say they have it because i'm sure the markup will be absolutely nuts and then the other real one that i want to talk about just strictly sticking on rolex here for this quick little segment but uh is the date date fluted in platinum that platinum blue 
dial is one of the most incredible colors I've ever seen. It's one of my favorites. I wish the Platinum Daytona didn't come with that brown bezel. I've never seen one in person, so I, I can't really tell. I didn't even know it was brown until someone mentioned it on a review. I thought it was black just from the way it shines light. But if they can make that with a black bezel, black ceramic bezel, that'd be incredible. But now, hands down, my favorite platinum rolex is that date eight with a fluted bezel it's I, the smooth bezel rolexes i think look horrible i will never been a fan of them i'm not gonna say i never will be because my taste has been changing quite recently but absolutely i think the date eight fluted looks way better and now is pretty much the ultimate date eight in my opinion so that is definitely a watch that i want to look after probably be a little bit ways down the road but the markup will be insane on all these watches coming up um, and that's just kind of kind of touching on that. I really want to get more into the luxury end of things. It's just what I love, you know, jewelry, diamonds, watches, cars, all that good stuff. It's stuff I really care about and the industry I'm, I'm going to be in here eventually. And so kind of where this podcast was going and why I wanted to do it solo besides all the technical issues was today actually marks the uh, my full year down here in South Florida. So for those of you who don't know, I moved from Northern Alabama to Fort Lauderdale, Florida a year ago today, and it was crazy. It was definitely a crazy experience. How I, I got here was me and my buddies took a trip in January of last year during, I wouldn't say the middle of COVID, but COVID wasn't as big in Alabama and Florida as it was the rest of the world, East Coast specifically, or, and West Coast. And so we took a flight, went to Miami because flights were cheap and everything was cheaper than it normally would have been just because they wanted people down here. We ended up coming from like a Sunday to a Wednesday, the weirdest days possible. And I knew, I said, I'm going to be back down here within a month. And so fell in love immediately, knew that this is where I wanted to be. And a month later, I ended up getting a job in Fort Lauderdale. So not quite Miami, but, but 22 miles north of it. So as close as you can pretty much get to Miami. And I took a job, said, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to take it. This is going to be my opportunity. Ended up, you know, needed to get licensing, do all this stuff. And uh, moved down a month after I got the job originally, passed my licensing test. And uh, basically got in a car six hours later after I passed my test. I passed my test the night before. And then me and uh, some family members drove whatever it was, 12, 14 hours at 4 a.m. to get down here. No, knew absolutely nobody. I had one friend in... um in Boca, which is, you know, 30 minutes, I'd say 30 minutes north of Fort Lauderdale. And so that was my only connection down here. And when I say only, I mean, it was him. That was it. Didn't know anybody in Miami, didn't know anyone in Fort Lauderdale and just kind of had to start from scratch. And so first week out, it was pretty crazy. Um, I moved here, like I said, March 30th of last year. And then I didn't have to start work till, uh, you know, like April 10th or something like that. And so kind of got accustomed to how crazy it was pretty quickly because I had 10 days to do whatever I wanted to. And Florida's crazy. Florida is is crazy in the best ways and the worst ways. You know, you hear all about Florida, man. You hear all about these this the, the just wild shit that happens day to day. And it's national news just because it is Florida. And you know, took a big risk to get down here financially. Um you know, I don't want to say emotionally, but, but mentally, you know, leaving all your friends that you've lived with. I lived with, um, my family for the, that year of COVID when it really got bad, like whenever it, it was, it was almost exactly a year. It might've been exactly a year. COVID happened in March. And then the next March I moved out here. And so 
two whole different worlds, you know, living in kind of a smaller city, hanging out with, you know, friends I've known for a good little bit at this point to absolutely just scrapping it, you know, going it, which was a good, good decision because they all ended up moving to different cities. You know, we have people in Atlanta, South Carolina, all over. And so my biggest thing is when I talk to people and I've been having this discussion with a couple of my buddies that are, are going through, you know, tougher times, way bigger problems than anything I can even compare to. But you know, trust that feeling that tells you you need to be somewhere else or you need to strive to do something else. And it's scary as shit. And I'll get into it a little bit more here in the next coming weeks because there are some announcements. Don't want to reveal them quite yet, but it, it, I'm getting those jitters again. I'm getting those, okay, you know, can I pull it off? Can I do it? And that was exactly what I was feel like, feeling like whenever I, you know, signed up to move 1,200 miles away. I, I, no joke, Accepted this job, got on Google, looked up literally apartments, Fort Lauderdale, boom, found the cheapest apartment I could find, moved to Fort Lauderdale. It ended up being in a, a kick-ass spot next to everywhere I need to be. And if you come to visit, you know, we're, we're literally in the middle of everything. Ended up working out, you know, the job and ended up working out for as long as I needed it to. All these things, meeting people, all these things ended up working out. If you feel that urge, and I know it's so much easier when you're not in that moment. And that's why I can talk about it now because I am in that that moment of just like, you know, a lot of unexpected things are about to come up and you just got to roll with the punches, especially if you feel it. Because you know, you know, when you look into somebody in the eyes, whether it be your friend and you don't want them to go or, or whether it be yourself and you you just know that they're in their head, they're like, I should, I should do this. But everything, friends, family, job, what have you safety, everything is telling him, no, don't do it. That doesn't make sense. Or you're doing good now. It's so easy. All this stuff. You, know, you don't want that. You don't want that, that feeling. And thankfully after repetition of, of doing it a couple of times, it's gotten easier to manage, but it is, it can be terrifying. It can be overwhelming to just be like, Oh, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if the, you're never going to be able to prep for every situation? You're never going to be able to make everything ironed down. It's never going to be a perfect time. If you are feeling it, I promise you take that chance, make that move transfer schools, change your degree, get that new job. And I think this generation doesn't really have as much problem with it as, as generations in the past, but you know, it's, it's as easy as, as applying to other jobs. You know, if you want to transfer or you want a different job or you want to change locations or go remote, whatever it may be. I think a lot of people have that mentality of just like, Oh my God, like I, I can't, you can apply to jobs while you're at other jobs. You can you can talk to people. You can network. You can ask your friends. You, that's the that's the easiest way to get a new job. Ask your friends that that maybe know somebody or or put it out in the world. Like, hey, this is what I want to do. Hey, this is what I'm into. And you'd be surprised. Be like, oh yeah, my uncle does this. Oh, my best friend from grade school. Yeah, sure. Her dad runs this shop, or her mom is is this accountant, or in a law firm, or whatever it may be. Just take that risk. Put it out there. Tell as many people about it as possible. When you fuck up, you got to ride with that because people are going to talk about you. But as we've said on this podcast a million times, that doesn't getting over that is, is going to be the key to everything you've ever wanted. And we all struggle with it. I struggle with it every day. Everyone I talk to struggles with it, even if they don't talk about it. It's that, that getting to that point where that doesn't that doesn't bother you. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a forever game. It's going to go on forever. But as soon as you can slowly chip away at it, get it, you know, get it out of your direct line of sight and you can pull the trigger and make that move. It's going to change your life. Take that risk. That's the biggest thing. I wrote down a couple notes about, you know, just kind of advice, how I see it and, and what I'm trying to 
to convey is, as my biggest lessons I've learned, you know, completely moving out. You know, I lived in college, I guess for three or four years alone, but, but not really, you know, not really. It's not the same as getting a job, paying everything, all of that. And some people, some people had, had to do that. Some people had worse situations than others. Totally understand that. And you're already ahead of the game, but taking that risk is, uh, is definitely the biggest thing in, and getting the ball rolling because you're going to figure it out. That has been my mentality forever. I don't know. I don't know how it got instilled in me. I'm so thankful that whoever told it to me or however it got beat into my head, you'll figure it out. Once you're you sitting on the sidelines, it's not going to make a lot of sense. You're going to see all the problems that are with it. Once you're in, you know, in the moment making these decisions, you're going to find a way to figure it out. However it needs to happen, you will find a way, you know, hungry dog runs faster. You're going to figure it out when you're at your lowest or, or things are getting, you're getting scared or you're nervous about what the next steps are or planning it out perfectly. I get that. I'm all about, you know, I love a good plan. I love something to be like, Oh, okay. And I know this. And guess what? Every single fucking time it falls apart. Every time I have a, a super detailed plan, literally step one combusts, And then it's just, it's, it all goes down. So I'm in the big, big, group of, you know, get in there and figure it out as you start going through it, you know, and, and the biggest thing with that, and this is something I've literally write it on my hand every morning is mindset, 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 mindset. If you can work on and get better at even a 10th of a billionth of a degree every day, as soon as you fall into those negative traps of just like, I can't do it. I, you know, this isn't going to work out. It's not going to be me. I'm not going to be the one to figure it out. Just stop yourself. Just stop. You don't have to go into full positivity mode. You don't have to go full crazy. Like, oh my God, rah, rah, bullshit. Forget that. Just stop it at first. Just stop it and then bring yourself back to reality. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, but what if the, okay, well, you know, how can we adapt to that? How can we figure that out? Once you lay out what the worst, absolute worst situation is, it's then no longer scary because you you see it. I had total issues with, you know, putting things off, putting things off, putting things off just because nervous of the result, nervous of making that phone call, nervous of taking that test or studying because I'm just like, I'm going to look at this piece of paper and I'm not going to know anything and then I'm going to just quit. But as soon as you can chip away inch by inch towards that goal, towards fixing that mindset that's when you can conquer whatever you want. It's all about getting out of that negative feedback loop and then going forward and and correcting that. As soon as you can get yourself out of those negative headspaces and then build positive, it doesn't have to be all in one go. And it's not going to be. It's going to be a difficult process. Like I said, I literally have to write this shit on my hand so I remember it. But as soon as you can sort of figure that out and, and even just realize, once you realize when you get your your mind in that trap of just like, I can't be the one to do it. I'm not going to get skinny or I'm not going to get the grades. I'm not going to get that job. As soon as you can even recognize it, not even stopping them, recognize it, everything opens up. You realize you do it a ton throughout the day, but as soon as you can realize it, then you can slow them down and you can not stop them. But as soon as they start going off the rails, you can cut it. You say, Hey, I'm being, you know, I'm getting in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm riding this, this fantasy out way too long. Then you can go, you know what? I could be the one to do it. It's all about mindset and you know, I read all these books, I watch all these, these videos and, and blah, 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 blah. And it's all a bunch of recycled shit. And I like to, I like to bring myself to, you know, a conclusion. I like to boil it down to what is the simplest, simplest things that way, because when you're in those loops, when you're scared, when you're nervous, when you're about to make a huge decision or your life or a relationship or 
career path, if you're you're not going to remember the 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 fifty page quote from your favorite book, that's going to be like, okay, well, step one, you're going to stop your breathing, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to analyze. That's not going to fucking work, ever. All you need to do is remember that your mindset is everything. And how I remember that, how how the the mindset, then okay, let's open this up a little bit, just one more degree. Mindset's everything. The only two things you need are courage and action. That is it. Not determination, not all this. Those are great. Those come with it. All you need is courage and then pulling the fucking trigger. That is it. That is it. You'll get grit. You'll get toughness. You'll get tenacity. You'll get all of those will come. There is only two things you need to develop those skills, to do what you need to do and get all of that moving forward. And that is courage and action. And all that is, is mindset. That's how I go down the list. Mindset. Boom. Get my mindset right. Courage and action. That's it. Okay. What am I going to do? What I'm not going to do is sit here and let the world decide my decision for me. Cause when you do that, you feel even worse. Yeah. You get the little sense of, okay, well, Hey, at least I didn't make the wrong decision, you know, uh, timing or, you know, the decision I lost the decision cause it, you know, time expired or someone else took it or that, oh, well, then it wasn't meant for me. No, you had the chance. That was you not making a decision, which is also a decision as much of an oxymoron as that is, which I was always, always a proponent of, not a proponent, but I was always, I would always fall into that mindset. I'd be like, you know what? If I push it off, if I don't study for this test and I get an F, it's not because I'm dumb. It's because I didn't study. You know, if I don't take this opportunity to talk to this person or apply for this job or move to this city or go to this school, you know, if I don't, if I don't do it, that's what I did applying to schools. I didn't apply to any fucking schools. I got into one, got a good scholarship and was like, all right, that's it. I probably wouldn't even get into the other ones. Sure enough, I didn't like the school. Ended up transferring to schools I already thought of, you know, to, to applying to schools that I'd already thought about. Got into some, didn't get into others, but not making a decision is the scariest, scariest thing on earth. That is the only thing that separates us and a fucking rock on the side of the road is we have a chance. Yes, you may make the wrong decision. You probably will most of the time, but you have the opportunity to decide. You can, you can choose your path. Things are going to bump you off of it. Directions are going to change. You know, it's going to get dark in a tunnel, whatever, but you made a decision and you get to own, you get to own it. Again, a lot of them are going to be wrong decisions, but that's so much better than just sitting by the wayside and going, you know what? You know, I'm going to wait a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. Now go into it. Think about it. What's my best option as of right now? What can I do as of right now? What's best for me as of right now? Yeah, 30 years down the road might be a little fucking different. You might have six kids and, you know, hit the, hit the lottery or, you know, you may get in a bike accident and your fucking legs gone. You can't go on the perfect decision for the future because you will never get that because everything is subject to change. And that's the beauty of it is you get to make that decision. And so many people, and again, that that was the biggest thing that I tried to fight through every day is rather than going, you know what, let, let fate decide. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Make a decision and then let that happen. Make a decision and then you at least have some ownership. Because have you noticed how when things go bad and you own it, they sting a lot less than when things go bad and you don't? 
soon as you go, you know, I'm the captain of, the, of my fate. I'm the whatever that, however that quote goes, one of my favorites. And I just totally forgot it. But whenever you go, you know what? That was on me. How much, how does that immediately take the weight off? How does that make any sense? You screwed up, you took responsibility, and now it, it, it's not on your soul. It's not resting on your conscience. It's so ass backwards, but that's the way it is. As soon as you can own that, it takes all the power out of it. It takes all the sting out of it. And so make that decision. If it feels right right now and you have some reasonable expectations and you think you can make it work and you can you make a bit of a plan, then just pull the trigger. There's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect opportunity and it's never going to work out just the way you thought it. And honestly, wouldn't it be boring if you did? Appreciate you all for listening. Um, Just kind of, kind of what I think is just a, uh, a 24 year old guy who, uh, who took a chance and is currently working on creating what, I think I have the potential to create and I hope everyone else is too. If you're working on something or or you have anything, please let me know. I love seeing everybody on their grind. I love seeing people, you know, with their side projects or, Hey, I've quit my job and I have a a marketing agency or now I'm painting or I'm a photographer or, you know, now I'm a stay at home mom with my kids. I love seeing all of it. So whatever it is you're doing, keep doing it. If you haven't started, if it's tough to start, you know, you can't quiet the noise. I hear that online all the time. You can't quiet the noise, but Courage and action, that's all you need. And you'll uh you'll figure it out on the way, I promise. But I appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be here back for another episode of the Idols Travels podcast. If you could please share it, it really helps me out. And uh hopefully we can get the message to more people and you know create the community. That's what this was all about, was creating a community of me just kind of kind of speaking some ideas that I thought would help out that I know helped me out and uh and hopefully get people, you know, working on working on what their goals are and their dreams are. So I will see you guys in the next episode and uh, more people to come once we get all this, this audio and fun technical shit figured out. But uh, you guys have a great rest of your week and uh, get after it. Peace.